Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's Wiggle. No, it's Wriggle. How is it different than Wiggle? Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. We're back in our closet. Isn't that right, Dusty? That's right. Quarantine week number three. Yeah, this is week three. But we're doing it, and we're proud of all of you out there who are doing what you need to do as essential workers or staying at home and saving lives. So thank you to everyone who is helping our society move forward in these insane times. But we have a little treat for you today that we're not going to have any stories related to the novel coronavirus. That's exciting. Yeah, we found some. <laughs> thanks to You found the two? <laughs> Yeah, I found the two. And that's thanks to Doyle Rice. Big shout out to Doyle Rice, who is our science and weather reporter. So we had a nice weekend where you finished taking out all the grass around where we want to mulch. I dug a new mulch bed. Yeah. A big area. It was was hard work. And my wife was little to no help. (laughs) But we do want to hear from what you guys are up to while you're quarantining. You can reach us. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. I'm at Dusty Terrell. And you can also email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. Scientists discover an ancient worm-like creature that's the ancestor of all animals, including us. This was written by my colleague Doyle Rice. He writes, Scientists have discovered a fossil of our earliest ancestor, a tiny worm-like creature that lived about 555 million years ago, according to a new study. Scientists from the University of California, Riverside, said in a statement, quote, It's the earliest bilaterian, which is an organism with a front and back, two symmetrical sides, and openings at either end connected by a gut, unquote. UCR geologist and study co-author Mary Drosser said, quote, It's the oldest fossil we get with this type of complexity, unquote. The tiny fossil, about as big as a grain of rice, was discovered in Australia. Australia is not the biggest continent, but wouldn't be that easy to find a grain, a grain of rice hidden in Australia somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's a little, little bigger than needle in a haystack situation. Yeah. <laughs> Scientists say that evidence for these early fossils is rare. Most studies rely on trace fossils or the tracks they left behind rather than the preservation of the small, soft-bodied organisms themselves. With the help of high-tech 3D laser scanning, scientists were able to locate fossils of the distinct tube-like organisms in a former seabed in present-day South Australia. Yeah, I was going to guess lasers. I was going to (laughs) say, you know what did it? Lasers. (laughs) 
bilateral symmetry, as it's known, was a critical step in the evolution of animal life, UCR reported. It gave organisms the ability to move purposefully, as well as a common yet successful way to organize their bodies. The UCR statement said, quote, a multitude of animals from worms to insects to dinosaurs to humans are organized around the same basic body plan, unquote. The BBC said that the tiny animal likely spent its life burrowing through layers of sand on the ocean floor, looking for any organic matter on which it could feed. Drozer said the discovery is, quote, what evolutionary biologists predicted. It's really exciting that what we have found lines up so neatly with their prediction, unquote. The study was published last Monday in the peer-reviewed journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. I'm not sure, Shannon, but it seems these scientists are going a roundabout way of of attacking me and calling me a worm. And I won't stand for it, Shannon. <laughs> I won't I won't slither for it and I won't stand for it. Cuz I am way more complicated than a nerve. I've got yeah, maybe we both got guts, but, you know, mine are different, Shannon. <laughs> I mean, do you feel differently about the conversation around we all come from gorillas or apes? Yeah, I could see a resemblance there, but me and worms, I mean, as you pointed out this last weekend, I did a lot of gardening. I came across a bunch of worms, and... They just I just don't think we have a lot in common. Like if you cut me in half, I don't think both halves would wriggle. I think it's wiggle. No, it's wriggle. How is it different than wiggle? Why why does someone like, oh, we need another word. Let's drop in an R. That's gonna be so much different than when somebody wiggles. I think wiggle is what worms normally do, but wriggle is what you what they do when you cut them in half. Oh, yeah. That's an upsetting analogy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so far from being a worm, Shannon, that I can't even really do the dance move, the worm. I just kind of flop around on the ground and (laughs) usually injure myself. But usually people seem to like it. They seem to... When other people pull off that dance move? Well, I mean, I guess you don't really do the worm for other people, but... You like it I when think, I do the worm? Yeah. I think if you got in there. You just like to see me in pain? and. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of wriggling. <laughs> it isn't just wiggling. I'd yeah. say there's some, there's some like, oh, what's happening to that man? He's, yeah. He's really wriggling in there. <laughs> a lot of thudding, I think, is what I would call it. <laughs> it's a good thing that people and these little rice-shaped worms didn't exist at the same time because... People probably would have tried to paint their names on them and stuff. (laughs) Neanderthals didn't just hunt mammoths. They actually knew how to fish, researchers discover. I didn't think fishing was invented yesterday, Shannon. (laughs) This was written by my colleague, Doyle Rice. He writes... Neanderthals weren't the club-wielding brutes of popular legend, hunting and eating only woolly mammoths in frozen northern climates. A new study for the first time suggests they were skilled fishermen and that seafood was a key ingredient in their diets. In fact, over 80,000 years ago, Neanderthals were feeding themselves regularly on fish and other marine life. The first evidence of this has been found in a coastal cave in Portugal. According to the study, 
in a cave filled with fish bones and crustacean shells that researchers knew were left behind by Neanderthals. The cave, quote, provides the first record of significant marine resource consumption among Europe's Neanderthals, unquote. The new study reveals fishing and shellfish gathering contributed significantly to the subsistence economy of the Neanderthals. Up until now, the use of the sea as a source of food at that time had only been attributed to modern humans, Homo sapiens, in Africa. In addition to land-based foods, the study suggests that the Neanderthal diet also included mussels, crustaceans, and fish, as well as waterfowl and marine mammals such as dolphins and seals. Food from the sea is rich in omega-3 fatty acids and other fatty acids that promote the development of brain tissue. The study lead author, Zhao Zilhao, a researcher at the University of Barcelona, said, quote, If this common consumption of marine resources played an important role in the development of cognitive skills, it did so on the entire humanity, including Neanderthals, and not only the African population that spread later, unquote. Scientists believe that the increased cognitive ability also boosted Neanderthal's ability for abstract thought. Study co-author Dirk Hoffman of the University of Göttingen in Germany said, quote, Among other influences, this could also explain the early appearance of a culture of modern people that use symbolic artifacts, such as body painting with orker, the use of ornaments or the decoration of containers made of ostrich eggs, and geometric motifs. Such behavior reflects humans' capacity for abstract thought and communication through symbols, which also contributed to the emergence of more organized and complex societies of modern humans, unquote. The findings jibe with recent evidence that Neanderthals had surfer's ear and may also have dived to collect shells for use as tools, according to The Guardian. Previous finds in Spain have shown they decorated seashells and were producing rock art 65,000 years ago. Zilhau told The Guardian, quote, Forget about this Hollywood-like image of the Neanderthal as this half-naked primitive that roamed the steppe tundra of northern Europe hunting for mammoths and other megafauna with poor and inefficient weapons. The real Neanderthal is the Neanderthal who is in southern Europe, unquote. The study was published in the peer-reviewed journal Science. I don't really like fish, Shannon. I bet, <laughs> I bet woolly mammoth tastes way better. <laughs> but it's delicious. Well, mammoth is probably just all bacon, I bet. Just all. <laughs> I know pigs and elephants aren't necessarily no. the same, but <laughs> but maybe. Just all one big bacon. In your dreams, Dusty. One hairy piece of bacon. <laughs> yeah, I think beggars can't be choosers. That's true. That's true. And it's probably less dangerous fishing than it is... Uh, Hunting woolly mammoth, too, the big creatures. Mm. I like me some crustaceans, though, maybe. Each, you do. I know this yeah. about you. They're so weird looking. It's weird that some Neanderthal look, looked at it and said, oh, I probably could eat that. <laughs> They're pretty, pretty gross looking. <laughs> <laughs> And last today, we've got the lightning-fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Stuffed animal scavenger hunts make life bearable. Get it? For bored kids. What about for bored adults, Shannon? <laughs> I mean, it's not like we haven't talked about it on our regular walks of the neighborhood. That's true. I, I considered putting a stuffed animal in my uh, window, but then thought, you know, I don't really want people, especially kids, 
peering into my home, so decided against it. (laughs) When a five-year-old's birthday was canceled due to the coronavirus, he got a parade of fire engines and ambulances. I hope that a certain 33-year-old's birthday doesn't get canceled because of a coronavirus. (laughs) I'm talking about you. Oh, I know it. I'm 32. My birthday is June 21st, so... Hopefully we'll keep watching it. we can be around people again by then. Harry and Meghan bid farewell to their Sussex Royal Instagram account. If there's anything I care less about than the Royals, it's the Royals Instagram account. <laughs> Tom Brady pitched himself to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Doesn't seem like a difficult pitch. You can get Dr. Anthony Fauci's face on a donut in Rochester, New York. I respect the guy, but I don't really feel like I need that. (laughs) Zumba instructor leads a class from her porch. I thought the one bright side in this whole social distancing, quarantining shenanigan is that I finally had a good excuse not to do Zumba. (laughs) That's the one bright side. Yeah. That's crazy. And now even that's ruined. (laughs) U.S. gas prices drop amid virus-driven slowdown. That makes sense. We uh, we have not been spending a lot of money on gas. Shops open in Wuhan as virus outbreak wanes in China. That's promising. Classic TV is comfort food in coronavirus era. The best classic TV shows to stream, from Lucy to Star Trek. Yeah, I think you and I are going to hit a spot where we're we're out of stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo brings the Mario Classics for Switch. Guess I assume that you could already get that. I didn't know that was new. But thanks. Someone needs to buy me a Switch, I think, Shannon. (laughs) Free tacos. Taco Bell giving away Freebie Tuesday as part of its coronavirus response. That's tomorrow, you guys. And if you're listening on when it's Tuesday, it's today. Which you probably are. (laughs) Out of toilet paper, students' web tracker lets shoppers find essentials amid coronavirus. I think I've got plenty, Shannon. (laughs) But just to be sure, I've hidden some from you. (laughs) Video games can be a healthy social pastime during coronavirus pandemic. I prefer my video games to be solitary. How Tiger King and Britney Spears are connected. Brittany also accepted money from that man to go murder Carol Baskins. <laughs> no. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Tiger King. Brittany's crazy. <laughs> Pennsylvania plant goes into overdrive to produce toilet paper. You get yourself in a catch-22 situation there because the people working at the plant have to work harder. And then that means they're going to poop more often, which means they're going to need more toilet paper. And then they have to work even harder to get that more (laughs) toilet paper, which means they're going to poop more often. You see where I'm going with this? Just Endless cycle. Yeah. Next week on I Tell My Husband the News. Well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. (laughs) I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.